Hey. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast, I Totally Relate. I'm Rissy. And I'm Shelves. And we hope you guys can totally Totally relate. How's it going? Welcome back. We're so excited you're here with I Totally Relate with Rissy. And Shelves. We're so excited to share this episode with you guys. We have a special guest. You've met her before in season one. Welcome back to the pod to Chelsea. So Chelsea has been super busy at work, putting together a fantastic guidebook for us. The guidebook is called Pain Into Power. It's an incredible tool that we can use to help transmute our pain into healing. Yes. Okay, so the guidebook includes a preface that gives us a lot of background information once you find yourself in a difficult position. Chelsea breaks this process into three clear steps for us. Step one, choose. Step two, let go. And step three, receive. You're going to hear us talk a lot about the preface and bringing us into how to start this process, we go over a high-level overview of each step to help you and assist you in this journey of how to turn your pain into your power. Yes. Okay. We are so excited about this book. We are definitely going to be joining her in a 22-day challenge. So you'll hear more about that, and then also you'll hear more from us as we go through the process. We're excited to share with you. For right now, you can access this guidebook. We would love to support Chelsea in this process, so go ahead and scroll on down through the show notes and click the link and pull up the guidebook for yourself. But for now, let's dive into our conversation with Chelsea. You guys, we are so excited We have friend of the pod back to chat with you. Oh my gosh. Okay, you guys, please give a great round of applause (laughs) to our dear friend Chelsea. What's up, girls? Yes. (laughs) Welcome back. You can't even just say what's up without us like melting. We love you. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Ah, Okay. So Chelsea has been on the podcast before. If you haven't had a chance to check out episode 12 of season one, Give it a listen after this. She has so many like little nuggets of wisdom and insight. And we're so excited. She's got something really exciting to share with us today. So we will get there. So last time you were here, we didn't even have you introduce yourself. We just like got right into it. Yeah, we did. We were just so excited about the conversation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? So my name's Chelsea. I grew up here in Utah. I am a single mom of three kids. I have... Quite a few fun life experiences that have kind of led me to doing the work that I'm doing that we're going to be talking about today. I had some experiences in my adolescence, in my first marriage, also after my divorce, where I learned a lot of uh, really hard lessons, a lot of challenging experiences, but I'm excited for them. I can look back on them now and see that they were huge blessings and Mm. I'm really excited to be able to share that with other people, and hopefully they'll be able to learn some things that I wish I would have known, you know, several years ago going through it. Yeah. But after my divorce, I spent about three years uh, doing some work at a center for higher consciousness. So it was like a spiritual ascension training center, per se. And then for three years after that, I worked with women who uh, have experienced betrayal trauma. And so where those intersected, I really found my passion, which has just been spiritual ascension work and working with women. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Beautiful. And then what do you do now? Right now, I work at a digital marketing agency and I'm a mom, as I mentioned, three kids. So that takes a lot of time yeah yeah day to day yeah for sure and then I also work on content and programs to help women who are looking to better themselves looking to heal and grow spiritually yeah. a lot of work there I'm learning a lot where I'm at in my nine to five mm-hmm. totally and in fact I'm learning that there are a lot of <clears throat> spiritual practices and lessons that I'm learning in the workplace that mm-hmm. are invaluable 
and I couldn't get those had I not be working with other people in that kind of setting. Yeah. So it's not like I'm feeling, you know, tied up or constrained at all. It's actually where I'm supposed to be right now and just moving through that. Oh, I love Mm. how you say that. I all, I think in our minds, we always have places like, oh, if only I could this, or I wish I were that. Like we, we always see ourselves somewhere different than where we are. And yet we are always exactly where we're supposed to be. Right? It's Yeah, it's strange. So I love that you have an awareness about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and, and I've also learned if it's your calling, it'll keep calling you. Mm. Yeah, oh, what is meant for yeah. you is meant for you. Yeah, and so I, I used to have some FOMO with it where I'd, mm-hmm. you know, get a few week, a few months into this job I'm in, and I'd be like, man, I haven't done anything mm. for what I'm actually passionate about with things I want to actually be working on. And then I'd come from that, you know, energy of scarcity of like, man, I should be doing so much better. I should have yes. done way more here, way more there. But now I'm really just settling and dropping out of that and kind of like what you said, just letting myself be where I am yeah, mm-hmm. and then move through where I'm being guided to go. And so it's not mm. time right now for me to be doing this full time, yeah. but I am doing it enough to where I feel like, okay, things are moving in a good direction and yeah. It's happening how it's supposed to. Yeah. Do you want to dip into your story a little bit and tell us maybe, maybe a little bit of context so that, I mean, I think you, you truly do know like pain is power. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah. Do you just want to dip in a little bit and share with us like, yeah, this is how how you got to creating this content so that we can like really dip into it and share it. Yeah, for sure. So I have had a lot of life experiences, like I mentioned before, that were really challenging for me at the time and caused a lot of pain and trauma, like years to come in ways that I didn't even recognize. Um, So things that happened in my adolescence and there I was, uh, I left home at a really young age. Well, young to me, it was 15. I learned a lot it was also really painful in, in ways that I didn't even understand until like 10, 12 years later, right? Yeah. And then in my first marriage, that was an experience where I got to experience a lot of pain too. It was a really painful marriage and it was a painful experience choosing to leave that. Yeah. Um, and then the years after that divorce, the healing and the experiences that came after that were really challenging navigating all of that as a single mom with For children sure. who are like depending on you and mm-hmm. and and you're you're just trying to do your own healing yeah while trying to care for yep kids it's hard and yeah. y- you know we all have had life experiences that have been challenging nobody mm-hmm. is immune to that mm-hmm. at all yeah and what's even interesting to me is i've i've noticed this is things that affect one person don't affect another person the same way yeah mm. Like for me, I, my dad, I didn't know him most of my childhood growing up. He left when I think it was about five, Mm. but it just, it never really hit me. Like in a way that I've seen other people who've had a similar experience Mm, to the ones that I had with, with their biological father. And it just didn't hit him that kind of way. Right. So I've, I have had these experiences that have pointed or triggered to the things that need to be healed right so I think sometimes I've given way too much credit to the experience itself if Mm. that makes sense almost kind of from a victim mentality of Mm -hmm. like this thing happened to me when I was this age and it made me believe this and that's now why I'm the way I am Mm. yeah right and that can either be an empowering or a disempowering thought it's empowering when you realize it of like oh my gosh this triggered this thing in me and now I can use that to heal and move forward yeah. it's disempowering when like you keep visiting it over and over yeah mm. right so when, when I share these experiences I'm sharing them more from a space of yeah just like you who's listening to this and just like you and you we've yeah. all been through hard shit yeah, yeah. yep and Amen. We're coming out of it and we're choosing how we deal with that, how we navigate it, how we react or respond or Mm. not. Yeah. Yeah. You're showing, you're choosing how you show up. Mm -hmm. Mm. Like, um, I can't remember who said this, but my boyfriend shared this analogy with me 
where I think it was like two brothers. They both had an alcoholic father. One of them grew up to be an alcoholic and the other one didn't, like doesn't drink at all. And um, when you ask the brother who's an alcoholic, why, why do you drink? Well, because my dad was an alcoholic. And then you ask the brother, why don't you drink? And he says, well, because my dad was an alcoholic. Mm. Yeah. And so they had very similar life experiences, yeah. but they chose to go in different different paths, right? Yes. So I yes. think that's a great example that shows the things that we've been through. There are people who've been through way worse than I have, right? Or vice versa. And it's just all a colorful little mix yeah. bag of things. But I've just been through things that have been very painful, that I've been through things that have been challenging, but I've now come out of the side where they've all been big blessings to me mm-hmm. and have helped me learn things about myself, have helped me evolve into higher states of being. So yeah. I now look at them in deep reverence and mm, they yeah. don't cause pain when I look back and reflect. Whoa. like they used to yeah yeah so i love being able to kind of see that progress there i'm really excited to be sharing some of those principles that helped me to see that because it took me in a lot of cases years to get to that spot with some of these circumstances yeah Yeah. maybe even like fighting against it a little bit like oh yeah yeah really resistant to like no this is the worst. I don't want this to be my situation. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I was wondering too, because you had mentioned that victim mindset mentality. And so I just wanted to ask you, were there times in your life where you felt like situations had defined you and you were operating in that victim mentality for lack of a better word? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And what's so entrapping about that is the last thing I want to hear when I'm being a victim is that I'm being a victim. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the yeah. literal last thing I want yeah. to even consider. Yeah. Right? Make totally. you want to throw a punch. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's it's frustrating. It mm-hmm. is. Because there are, there are feelings there that are incredibly valid. Mm-hmm. But it's not, like you said, it's not about the exact situation or the feelings. It's about how you are responding to yeah. it. And it's like, I I hit a point too, where it was like, and what? That was what I kind of felt with myself was it's like, yeah, but they did this and he did that. And this is how that turned out. And Mm. this is what I did. It's like, okay. And what, what about it? Yeah, you're right. And yeah. And so what that came down to was giving myself compassion and forgiving myself, forgiving other people involved because everyone's human. Yeah. And everyone makes mistakes and really letting go of needing to think like I have to have resolution or if I, you know, let this go, then that means I'm a doormat. No, it's usually not that black and white. Yeah. Mm. And it really came down to like, okay, and what? Yeah, I like that. Like, do I want to be happy? Do I want to be healed? Do I want to grow? Do I want to let this define me? Yeah. So that's kind of something that I've thought about moving through those things. I love that you share that because as we go into your work that you are pursuing right now, Mm -hmm. if you don't know that you have sat in that spot of victimhood, right, then maybe this could, I don't know, kind of sound like overly optimistic or Mm. I don't know, a little too woo-woo or something, but knowing that like, no, like that deep, dark place that people can be in like I've you've been, been there, there. Too. like yeah. yeah yeah and I've I've had situations where in my life where the people that were absolutely supposed to be there for me and take care of me mm-hmm. and be loyal have my back just did not in some of the most atrocious mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like against human nature connections kind of way yeah yeah so to like have some of those experiences and feel so justified in how I felt about it and how I handled it even, Mm -hmm. even like excuse some poor behavior on my own part. Mm -hmm. Like it felt very valid to me, right? But I really just, after years of just kind of fighting against that and finally realizing humans are humans and we're all spiritual beings having a human experience, we can have Mm -hmm. so much more compassion for each other. And that doesn't mean that I don't value myself or I don't respect myself if yes. I extend, you know, forgiveness or compassion to 
something that I have every checkbox marked for why you're why right. Why I feel this way, why I'm right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that becomes irrelevant mm. because you're you're kind of elevating out of that mindset of because when I'm right victim, and wrong, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The scales okay. have to be balanced, right? Yeah. Mm. So when I go over here, this gets aggravated, but then when I start to kind of give away over here, then this gets aggravated, and then mm. I realize it's just about kind of elevating out of that. So the work that I do now mm. is really about how can we get to a better feeling place mm-hmm. and a higher level of consciousness so we can see things come from more of like a God perspective mm. or like our higher selves would, would view it because yeah. it's very different than how we think things happened or are supposed to happen or yeah or anything yeah. like that. Okay, so you are talking about this spiritual ascension journey and I just want to ask on behalf of our listeners if someone is feeling really turned off by God, by the word mm. God or this mm-hmm. vision of God, if that maybe brings a lot of pain, how can we help walk them through or around that and viewing it in a different way? That is such a great question. Uh, I'm going to bring it back to the the concept of language and yes. the words that we use. Okay. Right? So it's important to understand even just language right now, we're speaking the language of English. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. We have words that create concepts mm-hmm. and words are really merely symbols that okay. point towards something else. Yeah. So like... There's a cactus in here, right? Right. We refer to that as a cactus. Right. And in other languages, they have different words that refer to the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And even like generationally, like you go back, you know, several, several years before and they call different things by different words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when we look at deity or just higher powers, it's whatever word you're using to describe that power, right? That higher power as you understand it. Some people call it God, universe, Holy Spirit. Um, Some people refer to it as their higher self. Mm -hmm. Love is a really universal one. Yeah. So just understanding that there are words that are are pointing to something bigger. Yeah. And that's just what language is. So just try not to be closed off by that. And even just understanding especially if you live here in our community, that there's a lot of programming that goes into words. And Mm -hmm. so when you hear certain words, it can trigger you to think a certain thing. It can trigger you to really more easily close off to the conversation. And and the opposite can trigger you to kind of open up to it, just depending Mm -hmm. on it. So just understanding that our words have a lot bigger impact Mm. um, on the way that we're internalizing information and interpreting it than we realize. So just being conscious of it, I think is going to be helpful to stay open. Yeah. Yeah. During my yoga teacher trainings, we were told to forget what we think we know and adopt a beginner's mindset. I feel Mm. like this is maybe irrelevant to like, yep. Lay it down at the door, take what you like, leave what you don't. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And call it, call it whatever the hell yeah. you want. Yeah. She's like, it's yeah. just a nickname <laughs> yeah. for a cool. feeling. So you pick your nickname. Cool. And and then it means then it does allow you to open up instead of having like like you said, that programming that I think we we get a lot. Whether yeah. you're here in the Bible Bell or anywhere else. Well, and my, my spiritual beliefs confuse a lot of people because it's like, well, how could you read the Bible, but then also read the Course in Miracles, or how could you get something from Eckhart Tolle, but mm-hmm. then have a quote from Jeffrey R. Holland hanging up in your living room? Like yeah. people don't understand me mm. when we talk about spiritual yeah. beliefs, right? Yeah, and I love it. I <laughs> yeah. I freaking love it <laughs> yeah. because the more that I'm finding truth and learning about truth is that it's here inside of me. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I haven't, just like each of you, have an, our own internal discernment system. Mm. I think it's all about coming back to like y- yourself and practicing taking that truth to the source and having yeah. source teach you what is yeah. true, what is not. I believe yeah. in line upon line. When you get something, it's a, it's what you need and it's enough. If you're not getting the other pieces, it's because you're either not ready for it or it's not time. Yeah, and that's yeah. totally fine. 
Yeah. So I think that it's it's more about like coming inside and having an inside out approach to reading and learning and absorbing information mm-hmm. and growing. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, and that nails it. That's exactly why I get really, um, why I have, uh, like, some barriers between myself and, and some of these specific words. And I think because a lot of it is, like, I have the truth and I will tell you. Right. Which feels different from, like. The, exactly what you just said. Yeah. yeah that, like, that we each our own discernment. I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I cut you off. No, sorry. no, no. That, that was it. I was just like, oh, yes, that's exactly why. Like, you nailed it. My goal is, like, to help women get to a place through anything that I write or put out Mm -hmm. to where their internal selves, they're teaching themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Like that's what I'm most interested in is helping women remember who they are. Cause when you remember who you are, you're your own freaking guru. (laughs) Yeah. Like seriously. And I agree. And you can guide yourself yeah. and connect with your higher self in ways that are just imaginably powerful. Yeah. Right. And and really connected and tuned in and turned on. So, yeah. So you have a a guidebook. What is it called? It is called Pain into Power. Okay, it is so beautiful. Even just like when we first like opened it up, I'm like, (gasps) like the cover, the colorings, the greens, the oranges, like, oh, it is beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, good. Even like without even knowing about the content, you just look Mm -hmm. at it and you're like, wow it's intriguing yes it mm-hmm. pulls you in it pulls you in yeah it's simple I don't and know. loaded and yeah yeah you yeah. know like it's so wonderful <laughs> it, it's um and also very aesthetically pleasing so yeah. super beautiful we received this content we opened it and just flabbergasted by the beauty yeah of, and you could tell the time that you've put into it like I feel like the the time shows yeah so the even like the layout all of it like oh, oh wonderful man. you can tell like wow she's a professional <laughs> she knows how to do this but even more than like the gorgeousness of it mm-hmm. once you start getting into the content it is transformative immediately mm. and so yeah do you want to preface your book before we like start digging out like the things that like really appealed to us like, yeah sure it's so it's paid into power mm-hmm. um it's a guidebook that's written for women specifically mm-hmm. to help them transform their pain into power and it gives some suggestions on daily spiritual tools and yeah. it talks about a three-step process for mm-hmm. how to do pain transmutation basically mm. yeah i just have felt really pulled to it because i think there's so much power in a woman who is standing in her own power mm-hmm. knows who she is mm-hmm. and is confident in herself mm-hmm. and um, knows why she's here knows where she's going mm-hmm. and I mean you heal a woman and you've healed a generation right Ooh. that's that's why I'm like pulled to this so yeah. You've just seen, you see it everywhere. You really do. Yeah. You see women who can just make such a huge impact in their families and their yep. communities in their children's lives. Yeah. And men are great too. I'm not saying that they're <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah. I'm just saying for me, that's where yeah. right now my I'm feeling yeah. very, very pulled to. There's just been a lot of things that I feel like we've ignored or maybe haven't embraced. Mm-hmm in our community with femininity and there being power there, we've really placed a lot of emphasis on masculine traits and have Mm -hmm. really even awarded a lot of masculine traits Mm -hmm. and have also really downplayed a lot of feminine traits. And I'm not even talking about like sexism, like male, female, I'm talking about like the spiritual essence of masculinity and femininity. Yeah. Like we've really done a poor job at kind of seeing them for what they are. Yeah. Yeah. Like we've, I mean, how many times is you're so emotional, like mm-hmm. been mm. a, a dig, right? Yeah. How many times have we like really praised really aggressive go-getter behavior? Not saying that's a bad thing, but it's just like we've done a lot to kind of mess that up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Can we just like have a moment of space for like a woman hills a generation? Yeah. That was a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was it for me. That just like really blew me away and I felt like I just wanted to acknowledge that. I'm like, yeah. oh, that is exactly what happens is you do you start a generation of healing instead mm-hmm. of perpetuating 
generational trauma. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is the work that I believe that we're here to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Because some of the pain that I've carried, and I didn't mention this earlier, comes from my ancestors. So pain can come through us through not just mm-hmm. what we've lived in this life. I don't know where everyone's at in their beliefs, but I believe we do have past lives. Mm-hmm. I believe they're different, though, for mm-hmm. everybody. But pain can come from past life experiences. It can come from our family who came before us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they just get carried down through our DNA, through our yeah. different you know, spiritual bonds and connections. Mm-hmm. And so some of those things are incredibly important to heal. Yeah. yeah. So we, we just need the tools to be able to allow that healing in because we don't talk about this stuff very Mm -hmm. openly and Mm -hmm. and and a lot of it that is mainstream isn't quite like right (laughs) it's not like pure and clean and honestly even for me there are things i'm gonna write and that i'm gonna say that aren't gonna be fully there because i'm translating this through my own human body and my own human mind yeah. right? yes and your experiences so, yes. yeah and my experiences and so my hope is that people will hear something i say or read something i write take that to source mm-hmm. and then be that much closer to getting the truth mm. yeah so that that's kind of how i approach these things is don't take it from me right and don't take it from that that religious leader or yes. you know that book or that practice like those are all tools and all of these are tools to just help us come back and, and, and really learn from the source. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Take it and then bring it back to source. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that if we try to intellectualize or, you know, use our logic thinking, we try to like logic ourselves out of it. Mm -hmm. But when I, when you read and you just allow that awareness to connection, like I, I felt called. There were so many things that felt like a calling to my inner self. And I think that, yeah, like it, if we try to intellectualize it, we lose the essence of yes. the, the calling that I heard. Yeah. So this guidebook is like, it's a three-step guide on basically how to navigate through really painful or, or challenging situations in our lives, right? Like we come up to a stumbling block, Okay. Are you going to, like, am I going to stay stuck? Am I going to become a victim? Am I going to take on a different label? Or, like, how do I move through this? It's yeah. mind hell. It's yeah. my mind is creating hell for me. Yeah. And I'm experiencing all this crap up here in my brain, in my head, and I'm yeah. not present in the moment. Yes. And our emotions follow our thoughts. So yeah. if we have sloppy thinking, and this is in the guidebook, if we have sloppy thinking, we're going to have some pretty erratic emotional experiences. Yeah. Yes. Right. So when our mind, we just let it do whatever the crap it wants to do, it's going to be creating hell for us where yeah. we're going to see things that aren't really there. Mm-hmm. We're going to add meaning and attach um, stories to things that actually aren't true. Mm-hmm. And I think most of us can relate to this. It's typically worst case scenario yeah. that you can yeah. think of. Yeah. And so you're just creating your own little hell and you're the one that has to live it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? It's your little own hell in your own mind. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's something that's important to just recognize that it's even happening. Like there's a lot mm. of freedom in just recognizing, oh, I'm experiencing my thoughts about this situation right now. I'm not actually experiencing this this situation. Yeah. yeah. You do a lot of your writing in like this very like simple form that I think kind of takes a lot of stigma out of things. Like instead of being like, you freaking idiot, why are you sitting at the table just doing that to yourself? Like it, it you approach it from a very like, I don't what's the nurturing. word? Nurturing. Like, yeah. I felt very nurtured. Yeah. Yeah. Like just being able to name it and see it for what it is. And then, okay. And and what? Mm-hmm. You said that this life, your life is a special classroom just for you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think kind of hits on what you were saying earlier, right? Like we could go through the same experience and yes. I could be totally fine with it. Like, oh, that was a bummer. Mm-hmm. And you could be like in your mind health cycle, yep. you yeah. know, or vice versa. And so it's interesting that the things we go through, being able to see it as something that you can learn from instead of a failure an embarrassment uh degradation of yourself like mm. 
I, I love that was very inviting like okay I can look at these things that are really uncomfortable and hard for me yeah and just see it as a classroom made mm-hmm. special for me yep yeah and we're not talking like poor quality public education classroom <laughs> where it's like this is a test a standardized test and it'll be graded on a curve yeah. like it's not that no it's like Imagine the best quality kind of education where you're learning hands-on, right? Yeah. And it's yeah. made just for you. Yeah. It's personalized. And it's almost like a practice field where you get to apply what you're learning. Mm. So, yeah. like, challenges are there. Okay, cool. Now this is my opportunity to stand up for myself. Or this is my opportunity to trust or to take a chance mm. when I normally wouldn't have, right? Yeah. I love this analogy I heard the other day that it's great to approach life and these works and practices as if you have nothing to lose Mm -hmm. so Mm. it's like if you're going to a casino and you get paid five hundred dollars to go and just play so that you're getting things moving getting things going Mm -hmm. you're gonna get that five hundred dollars regardless of how you perform that night right yeah so you go and you're playing with the house's money so the they give you five hundred dollars you get a pocket that or if you lose it all you'll get five hundred dollars anyway yeah. So you can just go without like worry of, oh, should I do this? Should I not do yeah. that? You just yeah. are like, no, I get 500 bucks. So you lose that night, whatever. You got 500 bucks. You won that night, whatever. You got 500 bucks. Yeah. yeah. So that 500 bucks is a symbol of our self-love and our own trust in ourself mm. and our respect for ourself. Like those are things yeah that we think sometimes we lack and we need to work on, but actually they're always there. We just create the blocks and the barriers to their presence. Mm -hmm. And so the things in the guidebook and just all spiritual practices are really geared towards like, how do we remove those blockages? Mm -hmm. Not how do we cultivate more of X, Y, Z? Because that is our inherent nature. Like that's already in who we are. And so our work is to remove the blockages from the presence of those qualities of spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And like, what would you do if you knew you couldn't lose? Right. Whoa. Sorry, maybe I'm just like picturing this a little bit too much for myself. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, no, it's, what it's, would I do? Isn't if it I... incredible? Yeah. yeah. It is incredibly empowering when you yeah. start to like just see it a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. You wouldn't stay stuck. No. You couldn't. Once you see it that way, you you just can't. Yeah. Yeah. You talked about trauma and soul fragmentation. Walk me through that a little bit. Yes, yes. So I talked a little bit about trauma and how to understand, Mm -hmm. again, it's just a word. Trauma is just a word that signifies the concept. So I really tried in the beginning to talk about the concept of trauma, Mm -hmm. which is very similar to the concept of soul fragmentation. Mm -hmm. So the concept that we're talking about there is anything that takes us away from our natural state of being. So when something happens, then something occurs. So something traumatic happens, right? Whether that's like a breakup or something someone said to you when you were a child or something that's been carried over from before this life, whatever. Let's just say you have some kind of trauma or some kind of soul fragmentation. What happens there is you lose an essence of yourself. You lose a part of yourself. It's not natural for us to second guess ourselves. That's not natural. Mm. Maybe that's why it feels so bad. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Anything that kind of feels like challenging or like not who we are, like you picture your higher self, you know what I mean? Anytime Mm -hmm. if you've you've had the opportunity and I'm to like tune into that and connect to that, that is who you are. Mm. So anything that doesn't feel like that isn't natural. Like we might say like, yeah, that's normal to feel like that. Because it's a normal response, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm. if your response is normal, but... Exactly. And so like I worked a lot with women who had betrayal trauma in their marriages and a lot of the responses and reactions they were having were very common. Right. And so they were very normal. But we need to remember from the spirit side of ourselves that those states of being and living in that way actually isn't normal. Mm. Like that is actually abnormal and our normal state of being is wellness it's wholeness 
It's yes. complete. It's yeah. it's healed. And that does not take away from the pain. That does not say you shouldn't be feeling like this yeah. or cool, you just walked in on your husband having sex with someone yeah. that's not you. That's uh-huh. not saying like you'd be like, oh, love and light. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Carry on. You know, but- I'm gonna go get a divorce now and stand up for myself and <laughs> right. go do all the things I've never done before. No. Like, no, I mean, you even say in the guidebook, of course it hurts. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Of course. It's supposed to hurt. It, yep. It's meant to hurt. Yep. Because you've experienced pain. Mm-hmm. It's painful. Okay. Okay, keep going. And then not running away from that yes. pain. Mm-hmm. It's the not running away from it. That's what's abnormal, right? Yep. I mean, it's normal in our culture to run away from pain. That's what's normal in our culture. But it's abnormal right. to our... Our, our wholeness is to run away from the pain. Yep. Or to accept that less than behavior, like to mm, yes. continue in a relationship with someone that is um, suppressing maybe certain sides of yourself. Like that is your, your soul's way of saying, no way, honey. No, this isn't, okay. this isn't good for me, right? Mm, like yeah. your soul, like this isn't good for you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You also said when you experience and don't process, it becomes pent up energy. What do you mean by that? So our experiences were meant to move through us. We weren't meant to kind of experience something difficult and then have that pain or the, you know, reaction that it's triggering or causing because we got all this stuff in there that mm-hmm. it hits up against. Yeah. It was meant to kind of work through us and move through us. It's the best way I can describe it. I also say in the guidebook, which I know that you guys loved, was our souls know how to heal ourselves. Yes. Yes. That was another thing I had written down. Yes. And I knew we were going to get to it at some point. But this is such a great <laughs> yes. time to bring, bring it up. Yeah. Yes. Bring it in. Because I couldn't even tell you what that means other than I know that it's true. Okay. Yeah. And I've experienced that time and time and time again. Yeah. In the same way that when we cut our hand, which is also in the guidebook, this example, and our bodies know how to heal that cut. I don't sit there and look at my cut every day and focus healing energy. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) That would be just as futile as focusing on my like emotional pain of like trying to heal it. Freaking mind blown, right? Yeah. Like our souls know how to do the thing. So when we get out of the way and just receive that, which is the last step, because the three step process is choose, let go, receive. It's very simple. And in the receiving part, you are receiving that healing. You're like letting Mm. that come in in the same way that you heal your cut that you just got. Do I clean out the cut? Absolutely. (laughs) Do I put some Neosporin on it? Yep. Mm -hmm. Do I put a Band-Aid on it? Uh Uh-huh. Do Do I I tend to it? Do Do I care for it? Yeah. I create the healing environment for my cut. Because if I didn't create the healing environment for it, it would get infected. Something would happen. Could so, could something happen, right? That would cause it from being healed. Yes. And so with my emotional pains, right? And my spiritual journey, yeah. those things, my job is to create a healing environment for me yeah. to receive that healing. Yes. And then allow yourself to do what you naturally know how to do. Yep. You let that guidance come in. It's not about, okay, now you don't do anything about it. It's you're allowing yourself to be guided. Yeah. And you'll know what to do when it's time to do it. Yeah. You'll know what to say, when to say it, if to say anything. Yes. And that's that's like the epitome of trust in your higher power. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so I feel like this follows into you break down healing loops. So we have a trauma that happens and we can recognize that. We see that we have this pent up energy within ourselves. When do, when does it go away? When do you let, when does it let go? And how do you not continuously come back to that healing loop? Right. Um, I think you got to realize you're in a healing loop. Yes. That's critical. Yeah. So you can see it and call it by its name. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot like the victim mentality is it's really hard for a victim to admit they're being a victim. Mm-hmm. It is almost, in my opinion, just as equally difficult for someone in a healing loop to recognize they're in a healing yeah. loop. Yeah. Nothing bad about them yeah. or anything like yeah. that. It's just the elements of a healing loop are almost like um, self-serving to keep it intact. So 
because it's safe. So for example, talk therapy, I can't remember if this is, it is. So with talk therapy, it's like that often fails because when we go into it, we hold on to our stories and the yeah. pains and the things that cause us harm. And then we continue self-sabotaging patterns to keep that alive mm-hmm. because it's predictable. And what we can handle and know that, well, at least I'll be alive. Like I'm talking like literally alive. It's like an instinctual thing. Just like survival mode. Survival mode. Yeah. So I will like self-sabotage this or I'll continue to stay in these set of problems because I know how to navigate within these set of problems. Whereas Mm -hmm. like, even though the hope of a better life or a life without as many problems is possible, the fear of not knowing how to navigate through that, which comes back to lack of trust in myself, Mm -hmm. which comes back to having some kind of trauma that caused you to not trust yourself in the first place, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Then you kind of just stay stuck in those situations. So in talk therapy, when they kind of try and get you to answer some different questions, most of the time you're not going to answer them honestly, but you didn't, but it's not because you don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. It's just because you are self-preserving you, not you, sorry, your brain is self-preserving this pattern that it has going. Yeah. So oftentimes it'll just self-sabotage you in talk therapy. Mm. Right. And so this is why it's so important to invite in a higher power into your life to kind of help you navigate these pieces back to love. Yeah. Because, our brains are hardwired for survival and their instincts are going to be to survive no matter what. And you're going to survive a lot more likely if you know the terrain. So if you've Mm -hmm. had a childhood or an experience in your past that was not great, you at least know the terrain. So you're going to keep creating that in your own life to kind of stay in that pattern. And so a healing loop at its essence is something that you continually cling to because it makes you feel safe because you know what's going to happen. You know that if I put in this, if I put in X, Y is going to come out. Yeah. And I know how to deal with Y. And I know how to deal with Y. No matter how crappy it is, I know how to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I personally think it's more about the safety element of it for us women is that we do these healing loops because it feels safe. Mm. And I don't think we're... I don't think for the most part we're like, I'm going to go play a victim and just like say I'm healing from this and I'm healing yeah. from this. I think we do it because it it's more safe and we're mm-hmm. looking for that safety. Yeah. And so the way to exit our healing loops is to actually very first and foremost, probably even before realizing you're in one, is believing that you can actually heal and be done with it. Yeah. Like we were meant to be healed, not yeah. caught in a state of perpetual healing. Mm. Yeah. Those, those experiences were meant to happen. You learn from them, you move through them, and then you grow from them and you move on. Yeah. Like that can sound cold hearted to some people, but actually it is very loving. It's very empowering. I think we all probably have gone through that. Yeah. Yeah. Anything I've written about, it's because I was there Mm. and Mm. then those were the insights that I had that moved me beyond it. One of the quotes that you mentioned is healing cannot come to a desperate person rummaging through other people's lives. Mm. Okay. Amen. Number one. This made me think of gossiping. Mm. I, yeah, I think that so many of us get so focused on what other people are doing with their lives or how we believe that they should be living or, or what, how they're not living or, and, and this this was interesting to me because part of like what I feel like I'm thinking is that often we find validation in trying to fix other people's lives. And so if I can show up for you on a bad day and I'm getting a validation that I'm needed, this kind of keeps you in a healing loop because – you're maybe sacrificing um, your own energy for someone else in hopes of trying to get this validation. It feels like a really backwards way. And so one of the ways that you kind of identified to get out of that is you asked yourself, you say to ask yourself, where are you coming from? Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Let me just tell you, I felt really called out, but <laughs> in the best way. <laughs> I love it. I love but it. But I want to know, like, 
I want to know what you were like, maybe the energy of where you were coming from, like when you found that quote and and how you got through that, you coined it reconciling with reality, Mm -hmm. which I loved. So, yeah. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I I do this all the time. I I keep teasing myself that I'm writing this guidebook for myself (laughs) so So I can go back to it when I'm, you know, going through another challenge. That really helps me because I do that sometimes, too. And I I really I had a challenge with that of where if I was doing something, was I I was I noticed I'd feel resentful almost like mm. after or I'd feel like man I do so much for everybody but they're not doing anything for me right like kind mm. of mm-hmm. which ugh, sounds gross coming out of my mouth but <laughs> it was real it's real you know very yeah. real. so when I catch myself doing that like man I do so much for these kids right and they're so ungrateful and yes very valid thought and I'm like okay but why am I doing it Am I doing it because I want them to think I'm the most amazing mom in the world? Or am I concerned about actually being the best mom I possibly can be, right? Mm. Mm. And so there's just more purity to me in the motivation of I'm doing this because I love to love and that's it. Mm. Because what I'm seeking from other people in return when it's not balanced, when it is that kind of like looking for validation for being so supportive and being so awesome, Mm -hmm. right? That means I'm not getting my validation from source. That means I'm not covered there. And that's why I'm seeking it horizontally because I haven't, I just have like decided to believe or forget is probably a better way of saying that. I forgot that I already am perfectly validated. (sighs) I forgot that I am already perfectly validated. Yeah. And so when I remember, oh yeah, I'm perfectly validated, then I can love because I love to love. And Mm. this is an expression of that love. So showing up for you, my friend, on your bad day is 100% purely because I love to love. And whether you take my advice, whether you thank me, whether you praise me, right? Or anything like that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And it's like playing with the house's money. It's like I'm here because I'm perfectly validated and I can actually give to this in the most pure mm. and the most helpful and the most connected way possible. It's not jumbled up with this ego validation bullcrap. Mm-hmm. It's, it's as clear as it could possibly yeah be when I have those yeah so I've recognized my shortcomings are that I'm in a healing loop and I'm brave enough to ask myself these questions I've reconciled with reality am I ready to dive into the pain and to power process or is there something else that somebody needs Mm. yeah no I think it's it's gonna be about just recognizing it's a practice yeah and Mm -hmm. I'm still practicing it and I really organized it in that way only pretty recently, I'd say within the last six-ish months because I realized I need a tool that can help me, Chelsea, move through some of these things. Yeah. And I've been on this path of like reading and learning and absorbing information like a sponge and just putting it all together for at least like seven years and so I just felt like I really wanted to start putting it together. And as I did with this particular process, I'll walk myself through it. And it was definitely a practice where now mm-hmm. it's like much easier for me yeah. to choose. Like in this moment, mm-hmm. I, I can choose now. Yeah. Whereas before my brain would be like, what do you mean you can choose? You can't choose yes. to change your mind in this moment. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, can I? And so now I have a lot more confidence in it. And I have this in the guidebook too, um, the formula for confidence in there. Yes, and tell so, us about that. So we talked a little bit about this last time on the, on the podcast, yeah. but it's making the commitment to whatever right so i'm making the decision now once you make that commitment then um you move into having courage so yeah. it does take a lot of courage to ask these really like mirror oh yeah work kind of questions <laughs> yeah. where you're like oh maybe there's a little truth here yeah 
capability comes of when you practice it a bunch. So you just apply it, you use yes. it, and then you have that confidence, right? So I'm a lot more confident in some of these areas. Mm-hmm. But then there's areas of my life that I'm like, man, I'm a baby in this. I'm like, <laughs> totally. I thought I mastered this whole like surrender process, which is so yeah. dumb. I'm never going to surrender it. But as life does, different yeah. areas of my life pop up and they're like, psych, just kidding. <laughs> and I'm like, thanks for humbling me again. It's fine. <laughs> just walk through this process. Okay. So when I was reading this guidebook, Chelsea, I didn't know that it's exactly what I needed. Like, I, I want to join you on this 22-day challenge that mm-hmm. you got set up with this because as I was reading, I had my own reconciliations with reality. You write in the guidebook, you say, it is okay to want what you want, but not at the cost of yourself, not my joy, mm-hmm. peace, freedom, and power. Mm-hmm. That was so powerful to me. That recognition of oh, I'm in a really bad marriage and you're in that mind health cycle, you're at the cost of that. It's your freedom. It's your joy. And so when you state that it's okay to want what you want, I feel so validated. Oh, it's okay that I I want this marriage to work or I want this job. I I want it. And that's okay. It's it, I shouldn't shame myself for wanting something, but recognizing that the cost is my own joy or my own freedom. Yeah. The, well, the question in there with that example is to ask yourself is, yes, it's okay to want this. And what is it costing you? Right. And that question kind of helps you see those things that you just mentioned. Wait, hold on. Just the way you said that was so empowering because Mm. that the way you said that takes you right out of victim mode. And it was seeing the cost and then you deciding, okay, do I want to pay that? Yeah. Mm. That's what it is. Yeah. Right. Instead of being like, no, they're just, they're taking this from me, taking this from me. It's you deciding like, yeah, am I willing to pay this? And maybe sometimes we are. And only you know that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's your choice. Yeah. Which is why it's, you know, it chooses, choice is everything. Yeah. There's a reason that it's the first step in the, and I love that it actually spells clear, C-L-R, choose, let go, receive. Freaking loved that. I noticed that the other day. I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That was the whoop. There it is. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I think that the whole guidebook comes from that perspective. It's non-shaming, it's coming from a place of acceptance, and it's coming from a place of empowerment. Clear perspective, because sometimes we try Mm -hmm. to scurry around cost. Mm -hmm. So it's putting it in real perspective. It's saying, hey, I am consciously aware of the situation that I'm in and the role that I'm playing, Mm. which alleviates victim mode, right? Yeah. Um, Yep. It's gone. That's how you exit that. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so choose. Step one. Yes. Tell me about it. Choose. Um, So choose, let go, receive. Step one, two, three. Okay? And again, I just want to preface this, that this is a tool, right? This isn't the end-all, be-all. Yes. I'm a big believer of whatever can bring you back to source, freaking do it. Mm. Yeah, it's it's very much of a, I can't the analogy you shared from your yoga class, right? Mm-hmm. So this is like if you have a full cup of a drink, mm-hmm. you can't put more drink into it. Mm-hmm. You got to empty it out and then fill it back up again. So the preface to the guidebook helps you empty your cup oh. so you can be open to just receive some mm, I like that new yeah. teachings or something to try again. And you just mentioned it, Carissa. It's a remembering, yeah. right? And I emphasize that a ton in the book. Yeah. yeah. That none of this is new. It might seem new, but it feels a lot yeah. similar to like yes. remembering something. Yeah. Right? I think that's like the resonating, right? Like yeah. when you read it and you're just like, oh, I know that's true. Yes. And yeah. I don't know why I know that's true. I don't like I haven't read that before, but I'm just like, yeah, she's correct. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And that space you go to when you experience that <laughs> is the space that this 
three-step process aims to take you to. Cool. Because when you're there, that's where you can receive a lot of healing, yeah. a lot of, you know, spiritual downloads yeah. and guidance, direction. Like, that's where we want to get yeah. back to. It's also not about living in that space all the time, 24-7. That's yeah. totally unrealistic. Mm, and that is yeah. not the point. Yeah. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Yes. It is not the nature of a human experience to be yeah. connected, tapped in, tuned in, turned on all of the time. Yeah. That Ugh. expectation is crazy. Yeah, yeah and, I like that. And if it were, we wouldn't be having this this polarizing experience of having these experiences that help us cultivate the spiritual learnings. Yeah. Right? Mm. It's like it's all part of the dance. Yeah, it's yeah. all priming you for it, right? Yep. And one more thought just to answer your question too, to as we get into this process, it's a little bit interesting that I decided to call it pain into power because I also believe that pain isn't necessary for us to learn and grow and experience oh, okay. things of power. This is just to help women and help us when we get in those spaces of when, when pain is triggered. Yes. Right. Yeah. And this is how we can process through that. But I'm a big believer in there are other ways we can learn and grow and ascend and we can do it. We talked about this a little bit last time yeah. is that we can get to a space and we can have experiences where we're learning and growing because we want to be, not yeah. because we're feeling compelled to by our life's circumstances. Yeah. Yes. So I just wanted to preface that too, that this book doesn't come from a space of being like, you have to experience pain to be able to yeah. Yeah. come out the other side, you know, triumphant. It's not yeah. the case. Maybe the reason why that is so interesting, pain is a power, is because all of us, like if there's something that connects all of us, it's that we all feel heartbreak and pain, right? So yes, th there's a place that we can all meet. Yeah. Okay, you found yourself here. Welcome. Yep. We've all been here. Now, here's like a, a next step for you. Yeah. But it's, it's a uniting place. Pain is a uniting place for yes. human beings. Right. Again, step one is to choose. Mm -hmm. Step two is to let go. And step three is to receive. Now, the guidebook goes into a little bit more of concepts to help you really understand those steps and mm -hmm. also understand what gets in the way of the steps, too. Yeah. So I've been walking myself through this process, and it works every time. And so I'll give you an application of how I use it, and then we can talk high level on each of the okay. steps a little bit. So with, with this, I choose that this is how it's going to be. So in my mind, when I start to see myself going down this rabbit hole of he doesn't care about me or he's going to eventually leave me anyway someday or this isn't going to work out the way that I want it to, I all of a sudden recognize, okay, my thoughts are getting out of control, <laughs> right? Yes. My thoughts are creating a hell for me right now and I'm going to choose to not think like this. And even though in the moment I'm still thinking like that, the choice is separate from everything else. That's something we need to understand about choice is that our decision, our decision to choose something, there is a power in that in itself, period, right? So even okay. if I don't see anything change in front of me or anything change in my mind, I know I made the choice that I am not going to be like this. Like I'm choosing now that no matter what it takes, I am mm. not going to think like this. I'm not going to show up in this relationship like this. I'm making the decision, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like believing that I actually have the power to change and affect change in my life and in myself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's very simple. Like it's just making a decision in my, in my mind. Yeah. The let Ooh. go piece comes in where I stop trying to control it. So when my mind's running and it's wanting to do a bunch of these things, I just let go of needing to feel like I need to jump in and say something to him or I need to show him how much I love him or I need to go in, you know, get closure with my ex or like anything you can think of where I'm like, I need to do something. Yeah. No, I let go of that and I let myself feel, right? I let myself feel those emotions. Mm, okay. Because emotions, they're energy in motion and I just mm. let that flow. Yeah. And not attach meaning to it or like I need to do anything about it. And then the third step is receive. 
this is where like patience and faith comes into play because now that I've let go of it, I still have a very real, at least in my mind, you know, problem, quote unquote, of what am I going to do with this relationship? How is it going to unfold? How, what if he doesn't want to get married some point down the road? Am I wasting my time? Mm. Like those are still questions, but there is no longer this sense or need to have it resolved right now. That's gone. Right. Because Mm -hmm. then now I've decided, okay, I'm choosing that I'm going to be in a more calm and centered place. Even if that doesn't happen right now, that's where I've, you know, directed my course to. Mm -hmm. I've decided to move my internal system or dial to this Mm -hmm. place of peace. Mm -hmm. So whether it comes now or tonight or tomorrow, I don't care. I moved it there and we're going in that direction. Oh, I'm thinking of like a thermostat. You're turning it down or up and it doesn't like you change it to 68. Yep. It don't turn 68 right away. It's like it takes a second. So you're just choosing. Okay. Yes. Cool. And the choice was changing the thermostat. That was the choice. Yeah. The choice wasn't when it got to 68. The choice was when you clicked the button. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. That's step one. Like it's how like stupid simple is that? Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Like it's just the choice. Yeah. Yeah. And we, that's so underrated. Yeah. You guys, I think it is. Well, the thing that I've learned about life, maybe we even talked about this last time. The thing I've learned about life is the answers are always simple and never easy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's always simple. Oh, I love that you said that. And never easy. Love that. And that's yes. like making the choice is so simple. Yep. But it, it takes a little bit of willpower, determination, or awareness, or intention. Yes. Yep. And, and that part's not easy. No. But it is stupid simple. So what you're saying is even if you catch yourself in a moment of perpetual thinking, yep. you remind yourself that you've already chosen. You. Mm-hmm. Like you're just reverting back to that choice. And you and you give yourself grace and understand you're experiencing your thinking. Because you're like, oh yeah, that's all this is. So like in my personal example, it's been monumental for me to realize I'm not experiencing my relationship with this man. I'm experiencing my thinking. I'm experiencing my mm. thoughts. Oh. And those thoughts many times have like propelled me into experiencing emotions to where then I made decisions where I either said something or did something that then turned that into the situation that my thoughts were afraid that it was going to happen right ouch Mm -hmm. that resulted in like a challenge for us where there didn't need to be one yeah and so that happens all the time yeah so this process to help you kind of transmute that pain into power helps you to recognize you are often if not all the time experiencing your thoughts when rather than experiencing the situation that you're thinking about mm. yeah so the the choice is choosing right and bringing yourself back to that like i made the choice but it the key is to stay out of shame cuz you don't want to go into that place of like i already made this decision why isn't this happening so all the process or all the steps work together in the process. Yeah. Yeah. It's because the choice has zero to do with emotions, mm-hmm. has literally nothing to do with emotions and everything to do with the fact that spiritual sovereignty is our natural way of being. Mm. Many religions believe that there was a war in heaven beforehand or whatever, yeah. but what were they battling over? And it was your, it was your freedom to choose. Your freedom to choose which is very interesting. It's very interesting. Why, of all things, would they mm. battle over your freedom to choose? And the the step we didn't, haven't hit too much on yet is the third one, which yeah. is receive. Yeah. This is quite frankly one of my favorite ones, and I have not spent a lot of time in a receiving energy for most of my life. Yeah. I've fought a lot against letting go and like, how do I let go? How do I let go? And with letting go... I actually had to admit to myself that I didn't want to let go of control. Like that was a big breakthrough for me is Mm. realizing that I wanted to control things. Yeah. Yeah. But when I let go of needing things to be a certain way or turn out in a way that I think is preferable, which again, back to the beginning of the guidebook, it's okay to want those things. When I let go of the outcome, I'm emptying my cup. And basically going to source and being like, hey, what do you got for me? And 10 out of 10 times, 
source fills your cup with exactly what you need 10 out of 10 times. And so the receiving is where we receive that guidance. We receive the healing. We receive the blessings and the direction of, of where, you know, we want to go and yeah. how to navigate through a relationship in a helpful way. Yeah. How yeah. to how to heal what got us needing the process in the first place is something that yeah. I've realized comes in that more of that receiving energy. Help me understand how to embody receiving for me when i learned or i guess like realized oh yeah women are receivers it was a huge light bulb moment for me because i always thought women were givers i always yeah. thought we're supposed to give 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 we're yeah. supposed to serve we're supposed to be you know, selfless yeah uh-huh when i first heard that it just rang so true to me that women are receivers like it's our natural state of being you know, insects, we receive, right? Mm -hmm. The man gives and we receive that. Mm -hmm. It's a very more of a feminine energy to relax and let, right? That's a very mm -hmm. like, just even tuning into that, that feels very yeah. flowy, right? Yeah. And it is not about being a doormat. It's not about just getting what anyone gives you it has nothing to do with that. I also like to think of it in terms of gifts, right? Like receiving spiritual gifts. Yeah. When you're healing is a gift, right? If I, yeah. I don't know if anyone's heard it phrased like that, but healing is a gift and gifts are received. So if we're receiving the gift of healing, it just makes sense to be in that energy yeah. of receival, right? It's a very different energy than taking, right? Than powering our way to the top and claiming what's ours yeah no like it's it's very simple and much more um effortless yeah it's receiving right so that's the best way i can to kind of describe why that's important and that's not to say men can't like receive either but it's just a more of a of a feminine well energy i mean i, th I think all people are all people are partly feminine and partly masculine. Like I have, very, I have very masculine traits about myself and yep. yeah, I'm very feminine. And so we all do. A yeah. man can yeah. also be very masculine and still have the trait of femininity to, to receive whatever life lesson or, you know, yeah. in their little special school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to just speak a little bit on that too, is that's how we create balance. So we each have those energies and so it's learning to balance the masculine and the feminine and and that goes for men too you know we say that something's in the light of the energy of femininity you use the example of emotion versus like power or action which would mm -hmm. be masculine and so um, a man has to learn to balance his emotional state of being while also his actionable or power state yeah. of being yes yeah. so that's not unique to women right yeah. right you have done incredible work creating this guidebook along with it you'll also have a 20 22 day challenge mm -hmm. which we're going to do. Yay. So you guys have not heard the last of this from us, okay? Yeah. How can people find you? Where do you get this incredible tool? So you can go to our Instagram page, Sister Soul IG. Okay. And the link is in the description, and you can get the guidebook there. Okay. Um, you can follow for more updates on other programs and other challenges that, that we're doing that's related or similar to the work. Okay, Beautiful. cool. And if you guys want, you can scroll down. Just tap that in our show notes because we're definitely going to have that linked in there. So. Beautiful. Cool. Okay, well, you guys, we love Chelsea. We love Chelsea. I love you. <laughs> I love you both. Oh, my goodness. We just want to share a big thank you to everybody who helped make this episode possible. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Drop into our DMs. You can find us on Instagram at I totally relate pod. Or you can share your feedback and insights with us at I totally relate pod at gmail.com. We totally want to get to know you. See you next time. Peace out.